Welcome to Otani Comes to America, a show about baseball sensation, Shohei Otani. I'm your host, Kev. And I'm Jack. We're back again. It's been a while. But some sad news, though. Does it seem like every time we come back, (laughs) it's for sad news? It's been about two months since the last episode, Mm -hmm. which we did basically at the All-Star break, mid-season, give an update then, and not much had really been happening since then. So in other words, the Angels' season is sad. Yeah, pretty much. And, I mean, I don't want to say Otani's season has been sad. Mm -mm, Not at all. It's had less dangers, but he's still been doing good, though. But the main reason we're recording today, we're currently taping the night of Thursday, September 12th. And we just found out today Mm -mm. Otani has to get surgery. No. Again. And we may be laughing, but we're crying on the inside. Yeah. It's like a... Defense mechanism? Yeah. It's one of those, like, we're just crazy, hysterical type. <laughs> like, we're laughing, but... I don't know. Just go watch The Joker or something. <laughs> You'll understand what we're going through. But yeah, another surgery. Luckily, it's not like another Tommy John or something. Right. We'll get into the details in a sec, but it's not even on his arm. It's on his knee, and, like, so unexpected. The Hot Wheels got too hot, man. (laughs) When you go down on the dingers, that means you got to run the bases more. But, yeah. So, yeah, basically, it's this knee condition that he's had since birth, but never showed symptoms of. Like, it's something you're born with, but I guess he had never felt any results of it. Mm -hmm. And it's called bipartite patella. Wow. (laughs) basically hey i'm no doctor i just looked this up but basically it's caused by two bones the kneecap not fusing together at birth something only two percent of the population gets that boy's just unique in every (laughs) aspect you know asian it's about six six (laughs) dingers pitches and hits i mean just unique overall even with freak injuries like now I mean, eventually, maybe he'll just go full robot. I mean, he already has, like, the robo arm, you know? Robo kneecap coming soon. (laughs) He's about to look insane next season. So, him and the Angels found out about this in February during an MRI, and they were kind of hoping for it to just pass through the season and Mm -hmm. have him, like, finish his Tommy John ramp up back. Mm -hmm. But basically, he kept feeling aggravated throughout the season and with where he was at with his Tommy John Mm -hmm. prep to return. Both him and them felt like if he went any further, it'd be too much. Yeah, I mean, it was scary because, like, it seems like Otani and the Angels kept this in Area 51. Like, (laughs) I wasn't aware of it at all. No, and we paid close attention to that stuff. Yeah, it's super weird, but... Like, earlier, I was at work, and you messaged me, like, oh, Tani, another surgery. I'm like, what the hell happened, like, in yesterday's game? Like, I don't remember hearing anything. Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess it seems like it's something that was always there, but now it's starting to really discomfort him, so. And they said it wasn't impacting, like, his offense, which is all he was doing this season. Right. But with all the pitching stuff that he's trying to come back for, that's where it really 
came into play. I guess with the whole arm rehab right now and pitching, when he's pitching, he feels the discomfort when he's pitching, but I guess only when he has like the weight on his leg or something. But Right, and he was getting up to like mid-80s for how fast he was throwing miles per hour in the bullpen session, so it was getting up to near regular speed. No, yeah, that's pretty good, and I'm sure he's still playing a safe, you know? If you give it a couple more months, he's probably going to be in the 90s. Now he's going to have to rest up, obviously, but yeah, it's looking like the arm is going to be ready for next year. Let's get into the details of that in a sec, and then just in terms of the timeline, basically the option or idea was put out there by the Angels on Tuesday, which was September 10th, and then Otani made the decision the next day on Wednesday. You know, he had to sleep on it, but... Yeah, he did that and then went out that night, crushed a home run in the game, which was the hardest hit home run of his career, plus the third hardest hit of his career. That's crazy. I mean, like, if you remember from last year, like, right when, like, two Like, he was told he needed Tommy John. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when the news came out, but he just had a hell of a night that night, and same thing happened, I guess, now. But, yeah, so, basically, the typical timetable for recovery from this procedure is only 8 to 12 weeks so it's not terrible and supposedly he can activate his arm again after two to three weeks and then slowly keep increasing and then he can hopefully return to the mound the angels are thinking at around 10 weeks and then still be able to complete the tommy john program recovery before the end of the year like before the end of 2019 Mm -hmm. nice and he can still rest up before spring training next year, and they think he'll still be good to pitch and hit next year as a two-way player. So This sounds, believe it or not, like weirdly good news, depending how you look at it. And for you guys that hear, like, oh, another surgery, this can't be good, like, it's not too bad of an injury. Like you said, the timetable isn't too bad, which kind of gives you a relief and it also seems like it's one of those surgeries where like if you repair it once like it shouldn't be an issue in the future so kind of good that it happened now and if we haven't like made it clear he's out for the rest of the season which is only a couple weeks two three weeks but yeah yeah it's the only sad part but again it's the angels and i'm going to the playoffs so (laughs) (laughs) shots fired let me ask you with that Do you think they were waiting until they made sure they weren't in the playoffs? Because literally it was September 10th on Tuesday when they proposed the news that they were officially (laughs) eliminated from the playoffs. (laughs) Like, dude, that has to be it. And it's weird. I haven't seen anyone mention this so far. Yeah. Like, it's one of those, like, I'm sure they knew that they weren't going to make it, but this just kind of just put the cherry on top like yeah let's just end it right here let's not make it any worse but do you think otani also was like not want to keep playing until we're officially out of the playoffs like i'm gonna give it my all until then yeah i mean from what i understand like most players even when they're injured sometimes they want to play like remember most of these people love to play like they want to be in the field whether it's because they actually love it or just because of stats like right and even otani last season with the tommy john surgery he waited until the season was over to have that done 
Yeah, like, that's a great example. Like, they for sure want to keep him happy, and I'm sure he for sure wants to play. So it was one of those, let's juice it till we can, and then when we feel like it's the right moment, we're going to pull you. Right, and I'm sure it also, like, we're saying, oh, it's this big, not even conspiracy theory, but it's this thing just with the playoffs, but it also has to do with his throwing progression and how that lined up. So there are different factors that go into it right like for example if they were to do the surgery earlier then it would have slowed down the progression of his throwing and right who knows if that would have delayed his comeback for next year good example was if they never did it or found out about it and all of a sudden we're in 2020 super excited to see otani and bam now he needs a knee surgery yeah so it's kind of like this perfect timing for Otani and the Angels to just do it now. They only have a handful of home games anyways. Why not? Just just get it done now and get them healthy for next year. Although there's going to be like a giveaway on, I think it's the 24th, where they just have a shirt where it's his face repeated as a pattern the whole time. So he'll be there in spirit, at least. He'll probably be shown in the dugouts for a bunch of the games, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean... At least home games. I don't know that I want that t-shirt, but (laughs) got to try to catch at least one more. And we should know also more info in the coming weeks about how the surgery went and all that. And we'll do one more episode, too, at the end of the season after it's completely over. So we might have some updates then about how he's doing. But in the meantime, let's continue looking at everything else that happened since the all-star break with him back in july 24th otani was part of japan night against the dodgers and that was at dodger stadium freeway series yeah always fun the dodgers have a good history with like japanese players and still to this day have ryu and kenta maeda yeah and ryu's been except for like the last few starts he's been on top of his game this year and still could potentially win the cy young yeah, he's for sure, like, in the top three. I don't know if he'll pull it off, but he'll get some votes for sure. Yeah. And Otani said that he grew up watching Hideo Nomo, you know, back in Japan. He was a staple, and because of that, he says he kind of knew Dodger Stadium or was, like, familiar with it. And once he's there, he just said that, yeah, it's very blue, <laughs> which it's a very Otani quote right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to blue on the color spectrum, if you go over a bit, is green where you got the green monster wow <laughs> where otani played his first game at fenway park historic stadium on august 8th yeah that's like one of the stadiums that people just love going to since it's one of the oldest stadiums still standing it's usually fenway and like wrigley field once players are there they feel like they're for sure like part of history now yeah it's like a rite of passage right then, a little after Otani started throwing his bullpens, like you mentioned earlier on, he hit 80 miles per hour, then he started throwing off the mound, threw some curveballs that didn't cause any pain, which is a good sign, and also a week later, even hit 85 miles per hour throwing off the mound, which is pretty good signs. His speed is getting up there. Yeah, and in that time, he was kind of, like we mentioned, not hitting too many dingers. Mm-hmm. He basically went from July 27th to August 18th with no home runs, which is pretty crazy. It is crazy since he's like literally a line drive power hitter. And 
it's not like his numbers plummeted. It's just the ball wasn't flying out. He was still getting his doubles and singles, though. Right, and he even got his longest hitting streak to date in terms of, like, getting a hit in X amount of games that went up to 11, and that was in August. So, like you said, he was still hitting, just not out of the park. Yeah. He was getting his Ichiro on. Which is not a bad thing at all. Then we go on to September 7th, where he hits his third home run since the All-Star break. But on that day, he also becomes the first Japanese player to have five RBIs and a stolen base. In a game. Yeah, that's in a single game. Pretty impressive. Yeah, and then the 12th news of the surgery comes out, so yeah. But yeah, I mean, for his season stats overall, we'll wait to get into that until next episode when we do the full recap for the whole season but that's some updates on what's happened since the all-star break when we did our last episode but aside from stats and actual gameplay there was an espn article that came out on thursday before the news of the surgery and basically it talked about how everyone loves otani and now he's hilarious wow i mean (laughs) not to like embarrass my boy otani but is he really hilarious (laughs) how about this you know how we said plenty of times that he speaks better spanish than english that's a fact it's literally (laughs) listed as pretty much a fact in this espn article like they say he knows it better they say he also knows a lot of curse words in Spanish yep. that he'll bring up during quiet moments. He's a natural man. <laughs> I mean, they say that Spanish came easier to him partially because there were a bunch of Spanish players on rosters in the league he played in in Japan, mm. which I didn't know was like as big a thing as I guess it is. No, yeah, it's pretty big. I don't like know him personally, but... <laughs> Like, my aunt's husband plays in Japan, and he was, like, a bi- like they had signs and billboards of him over there. What? <laughs> I don't think he was that big, like, last year, but when I was, like, maybe high school and, like, college, he was, like, popping in Japan. That's insane. But, yeah, there was, like, other teammates that were, like, Dominican and, like, even some Puerto Ricans and Cubans. Yeah. Damn. That's a thing over there, for sure. Yeah, and, I mean, he's still interested in English, and... <laughs> We've kind of said this same thing before, but his teammates say that they swear that he knows more than he seems to show. Even one of his teammates, Noah Ramirez, like, says that he calls him out a lot because he, like, understands every time they're, like, speaking. Altani catches everything, bro. Yeah. He's like, dude, I see your face, like, laughing at our jokes in this language, but... You're saying, like, you don't understand them. Like, quit playing. I don't know what it is. Because he's also, like, not the only person that's like this. I'm sure there's plenty of stories the same way of, like, Ichiro back in the day. Like, when he first came. And everyone says, like, the dude is fluent. Like, way better than you would expect. But It also mentions how during recent weeks when he was still doing the throwing progression with his Tommy John. That Brad Osmus, the Angels manager, would ask him how things were going and otani would put his thumb up do a cheesy smile and just say great shout out to tony the tiger (laughs) i mean this for sure has to be shit that he used to see like in commercials back in japan (laughs) he's like yo that's the most american thing ever he just brought it over 
Yeah, and everyone says, like, they just hear his laugh all the time. Supposedly, he has inside jokes with everyone. So, yeah, Cole Calhoun said he's seen Otani get a lot more comfortable this year. Yeah, I mean, by next year, I mean, I'm not saying fire Ipe. I mean, <laughs> I want Ipe in the clubhouse, but we might see, like, a English interview. Possibly a Spanish interview, but... <laughs> Yo, he's just got to do a whole year of Spanish ones first. <laughs> That'll be and crazy. then do English after. Shout out to Nate McLeod, yeah. <laughs> Speaking Spanish like a full Dominican. I want to see the same thing from Otani. I'd like pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> do you think part of it too, though, is that he wants Ipe to just keep his job permanently? So he's like, all right, let me just say I don't know too much, so... My boy Ipe just sticks around. That's a very homie move right there. Like, I could see LeBron doing the same thing if he was from France or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, LeBron. Um. <laughs> but, yeah. Gotta keep the team making money, you know? That's how it is. So I wouldn't be surprised. Tony's also smart and about the family. I mean, I'm sure, regardless, Ipe's gonna stay, but the more valuable he is, the more he gets paid, probably. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. And supposedly also Otani has got the whole Angel squad playing this one game called Clash Royale. This is also according to the ESPN article. Yeah, Otani supposedly a beast at it and turned everyone in the clubhouse into it. And now <laughs> they all do it. And <laughs> it says that sometimes he'll beat his opponents while multitasking wow. in the same room. <laughs> Talk about flex. <laughs> in any language like that's a strong move i actually remember one of my little cousins once beating me in super smash brothers while he was in the kitchen damn <laughs> like not even looking at the tv that's how bad i was i guess but <laughs> also shout out to him for making that happen damn sounds like otani did the same here he flexed so hard that sometimes while he's beating his opponents he'll just make noises bro like beep 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 because he knows he's just gonna demolish them and this isn't a joke like the article actually says <laughs> the beep 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 sound legend bro legend but yeah i mean that's pretty much all the otani specific stuff so let's do the usual and dive into some angels updates we talked last episode about tyler skaggs the pitcher of the angels who died and literally it was like the day after we put up the last episode or it might have been the night of where it was the first game back from the all-star break and the first angels home game since tyler skagg's death mm -hmm. and i mean it was just a historic game in a lot of ways yeah i mean like the game itself or that whole day it was some you couldn't even say that it was like hollywood script someone just wrote it and made a movie out of it because it goes even beyond that to be honest if someone had written a script with everything that happened they'd be like not nah, cut Bullshit, out like bro. too much of that it's not believable yeah it's insane but yeah to start off the day the first day they get back to angel stadium to play after skag's death his mom debbie throws the first pitch and right down the pipe perfect strike and every angel player that day wore number 45 which was tyler skagg's number everyone had it on their jerseys it was all over the field yeah his name on their jerseys name 
patches everywhere like and they were wearing the red jerseys which are the alternates like the away jerseys for those who don't know usually you have one jersey you wear at home in a certain colorway usually it's like the white or more neutral one mm-hmm. and then when you're on the road and another stadium you wear like your main team colorway or the alternate version right well in that game first pitch mike trout saw bomb it goes 454 feet and again skag's number is 45 could be a coincidence right but let's keep going (laughs) in that inning the angels scored seven runs on 13 hits and then 13 runs in seven innings overall tyler skag's birthday it's 7 13 which was the next day could be a coincidence but let's keep going the pitchers throwing that night throw for a combined no hitter this gets even weirder because this was the first combined no hitter in the state of california since 7 13 1991 which was the day that tyler skaggs was born can't make it up like it's just too insane that's fucking crazy yeah like it's borderline scary doesn't end there because this combined no-hitter was the 11th no-hitter in Angels history. And Tyler Skaggs wore number 11 in high school, which was in Santa Monica. I mean... I mean, yeah, like, out of words by now, if you didn't lose your words by the third thing we mentioned. <laughs> it was one of those, like, baseball magic moments and just one of those things where sports can unite us in weird and magical ways i mean the movie angels in the outfield like is spit on the ground compared to what actually happened here like this really made the movie look like shit (laughs) because this is insane and after the game the whole celebration everyone's super emotional all the players laid their jerseys around the mound just to commemorate tyler skaggs his impact i'm sure has been felt on the angels all season and during players weekend in late august there were a group of about nine players who all wore his name on the back of their jerseys where for players weekend you can customize what you want to say and the number and all that and they had like love you tie and 45 and all that including christian yelich and patrick corbin who we talked about before with skags and a bunch of people and David Fletcher also had Skag stuff on his cleats. And yeah, I mean, it's just, I think, something that will impact the whole league and a lot of players in it for the rest of their lives. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's literally like a brotherhood. Like, we're talking about players that, yeah, they're not in the same team, but a lot of them come up together in the minors and even college. Like, they've known each other for ages, like, literally since they were probably teens, even if they didn't play a lot. And I don't know, it just humbles you and puts you back in place. Like, damn, like, this could happen to anyone around me or any of my teammates or even me. Like, who knows? Yeah, and in terms of how it happened, they actually finally released or it was leaked at first. But the info on how it happened and basically it came out that it was a mixture of alcohol, fentanyl, and oxy. And... We don't know the circumstances or what he was dealing with or why this happened and seemed out of character for him, but all of these things are a problem. And Mac Miller also died from fentanyl-related stuff 
last year and yeah i mean it's it's sad to to hear about but yeah in terms of the rest of the season with the angels how it's been since the all-star break they've just done horribly like at first for a while they were sticking around their usual 500 range you know winning about half but at the end of august they fell below that and as of when we're recording this they've lost 15 of their last 19 games that's hard to say and that's even harder to hear (laughs) i mean it's to no surprise they've had similar records before not the first time yeah yeah they're 67 and 80 right now but it's just like damn like every year seems like we're getting closer to seeing like a good contending angels team and every year they not even fall short they just crash and yeah it makes them look terrible and like we said they were officially eliminated from making the playoffs on september 10th with still a few weeks left to go but they've been dealing with a lot of injuries which has kind of played a part in this crash i mean tommy Lestella, who was amazing in the first half of the season he still hasn't come back yet he started baseball activities at the end of august but his return keeps getting pushed back griffin canning the rookie pitcher who had shown promise he got shut down for the remainder of the season towards the end of august Andreton simmons went on the il for a little bit andrew heaney was out for like a month they didn't get anyone at the trade deadline justin upton just had an mri yesterday like trout's currently out right now for a few games day to day for pinch nerve like the angels just i mean look we're yankee fans born and raised and the yankees have had a terrible injury season actually currently hold the record for most players to ever hit the disabled slash injured list ever right like the amount of different players so yeah but the angels give them a run for their money not like this year specifically even though the angels have had plenty of bad luck but more so for like the last five to ten years like the angels just everything bad seems to happen with it's them. tragic and funny you mentioned that because the yankees like i just mentioned broke the record for most players they actually broke the Angels' record for most <laughs> players. So, yeah, they've had worse year when it comes to injuries. But, yeah, you are completely right. In the last five years, the Angels run away with that award right there, which is not a good award to have at all. Because no. it's, like, tragic every season. And even worse for them, it tends to be pitchers, which is what you need to win games or to at least have a chance to win games, you know. And really the only bright light... And this is not surprising news at all, but it's Mike Trout, their holy lord and savior, who is most likely 99% chance going to win the AL MVP this year. Currently has 45 home runs. Again, shout out to Skaggs. He'll probably break that, but he broke the record for fastest player to hit 40 home runs in franchise history, and he did that in the middle of August. He broke his own personal career season home run record. Like, he's just destroying it. You are the Angels, and you have the best baseball player we've seen. And this could be controversial, but I'm going to say since Barry Bonds or something. And your team is 67 and 80. It's just, yeah, like, 
Could you imagine Michael Jordan being, I don't know, in the Knicks and winning 20 games or something in a season? Yeah, Yeah, you could rack up your stats, and if I was a voter, I'd for sure give him the MVP, but it just sucks to see his talent just go to waste and not be on TV in October. Yeah, for sure. The other noteworthy Angels thing is that Matt Harvey was released after just a terrible season. We already talked about this before. I mean, like, if we, you didn't see that coming, <laughs> shout out to you. DFA Jonathan Lucroy, which was more of a surprise. And I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Lucroy was legit like a all-star catcher. Within the last two to three years, he was like one of the highest-paid catchers, most respected catchers out there, and the Angels DFA you? That can't be a good look for you, to be honest. Yeah. Basically stands for designated for assignment. In other words, <laughs> you've been fired or kicked out of the team, which just kind of means that the team releases you and another team can pick you up with, I believe, the same contract that is remaining. So, like, whoever drops you and you were making five mil or something, they pick you up with that and just give you what's left from that contract um so yeah it's kind of like just letting you go and the team basically just doesn't want to pay you and they'll just take their losses and put a rookie or someone else they have whoever's the backup i think they should bring back maldonado aka otani's bestie that'd be a strong move but yeah and then the last fun fact bill walton nba legend called an angels game when they played the white Sox at angel stadium and it was pretty funny and entertaining. One of the best things to happen this season for the Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it wasn't directly connected to them, but yeah, it was super hilarious. Like the guy obviously doesn't know a whole lot about baseball, which is what made it even more entertaining because he was like amazed by everything. Right. And, and plenty of trout fish puns. Yeah. Like he had everything coming. He for sure like stayed up all night just writing <laughs> trout puns. But really funny to see if you haven't already, like... Yeah, there's highlights on YouTube and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, look it up. You'll have at least one or two good laughs. But yeah, that's pretty much a snapshot of some of the Angels updates. We're not, like, an Angels official podcast, so we're not covering every single detail, but that's, like, some of the main stuff that stands out to us of players that are important and et cetera. And like we said, we'll be back after the season ends to do one more episode recapping everything 2019 in Otani's sophomore year so keep an eye out for that and yeah this has been another episode of Otani Comes to America I'm Jack and I'm Kev and Otani good luck with your surgery on Friday rest watch some friends (laughs) eat some omelets chill with eBay that's all you gotta do yeah just heal it up be ready for next year all right peace peace